great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. So over the weekend, as I just mentioned with Curtis, I was in Oklahoma and almost drove off the road in the rental car when I heard Mayor Eric Adams says Biden's migrant crisis has destroyed New York City. Wow. Wow. I'm coming right back to that. I'm going to circle right back to that issue. But I just heard Noam Layton's uh, promo for uh, five hours from now, the uh, WABC Morning News. He's going to focus the segment on the man that lost it over the baby crying on the airplane. Well, guess what, folks? Uh, I didn't react, but I kind of felt like the same way uh, as we were flying to Dallas. There was uh, one couple, but they had extended family members, and they had two babies with them. So for a while, mom tried to keep the baby calm, right? Now, it, it, maybe the child was a toddler. It wasn't, it wasn't an infant, but mom tried to keep the child calm. But the question I have is, why would you travel on an airplane without the baby's pacifier? And then another child started chiming in, and I felt like the man that Noam is going to focus on. That's how I felt on the inside. And the parents just thought it was, of the two children, they thought it was the cutest thing in the world. And I don't understand, folks. Please help me. How could it be cute when you're disturbing every other passenger on that plane? No one is saying anything to you. And, and, you know, call me a bad guy or whatever. But, you know, you pay good money for this flight. You should not have to listen to, frankly, a crying baby for 80% of the flight or, 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 or a crying toddler. Same thing. And it's always my luck that the child that's uh, having a moment is always one or two rows one or two rows away from me. So, Mayor Adams on Friday, and this story kind of went under the, the radar screen, says that Biden's fellow Democrat migrant crisis has destroyed New York City. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Mayor. You were the one, Mr. Mayor, that welcomed the migrants here with open arms. We all know the claims of a sanctuary city and the claim that you must accept all that comes with that. But that 
would not have held up in court that as a sanctuary city, you've got to take in migrants. And even if it would have held up in courts, it would have taken months. The approach from the administration should have been, they're not coming here. Take me to court. We'll resolve this in federal court. That would have taken at least several weeks, if not months. But the message would have been sent loud and clear. You are not welcomed here. I'm sorry. These budget dollars are for the people of New York and the surrounding counties and area that help pay taxes in New York. It's not for people that have not put a single dime into the system. And all you're doing is taking, taking, taking. Free, free, free. Mr. Mayor, Eric Adams, you should have personally been out there to turn those buses around, to say, no, you are not unloading this bus here. So that's uh, one issue that we're going to deal with as Mayor Adams. And by the way, we see your telephone calls coming in, 800-848-WABC, 800 848 9222. The issue uh, as it relates to Bud Light, they've got a big problem uh, with this uh, Mulvaney partnership, the transgender and the, uh, the marketing executive behind this. The marketing executive behind it has taken a leave of absence. I don't care if Miss Mulvaney has 10 million followers on. Instagram, who in their right mind would think this is the appropriate message to send to America? So while I was out of town, and we're going to start momentarily with the telephone calls. While I was out of town, I I was looking for the perspective of middle America. I really was, and I got it. And I saw some men, you know, with jeans on and so on, hats Bud Light hats, and they didn't exactly look like the type of guys that are on board with with uh, Miss Mulvaney and this uh, transgender uh, marketing deal with with Bud Light. The impression I got from looking in their faces, just my impression, is that these guys were greatly turned off. And of course, uh, th- there's an ongoing uh, transgender. Feud that's escalating between Caitlyn Jenner and uh, and uh, Miss Mulvaney, and um, I I I almost uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to uh, refer to this, but um, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is ripping uh, the transgender uh, social media influencer as fringe and not good for the LGBT movement. Caitlyn Jenner, 73 years old, says, I have never spoken to her, nor will I, dismissing any possibility of a sit-down between these two titans of the uh, transgender uh, community. And um, uh, in a, uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this where it's not offensive, but uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner snapped in a tweet to Miss Mulvaney, I'm quoting here. This is not my words, her words. Congrats, congrats, you're a trans with a penis. This is what this has come down to. So my interpretation, I don't know much about the transgender community, 
But my interpretation, my my two cents on this is that Caitlyn Jenner is saying, get back in your corner. You're not really transgender. Congrats, you're trans with a penis. And by the way, uh, this month, Caitlyn Jenner launched a political action committee, and I support this fully in terms of what she is doing. It's called Fairness First, dedicated to keeping transgender women from competing in sports with biological women. Last topic I want to deal with this morning, I should say our third topic. So New York went crazy with the legalized marijuana. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're we're in the moment. Let's do it. Let's do it. Statewide. Yeah. And if you've been arrested, you you know, if you've been prosecuted, you can get a, a license first. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's put let's put them near college campuses, blocks away from NYU. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Out of all the lawyers on the state payroll, no one, none of these brain scientists figured out that Governor Hochul's plan to crack down on illegal weed shops with stiffer fines will not work because many of the owners are shadowy types of these unlicensed stores, and they hide behind legal loopholes. So with much fanfare, Governor Hochul pitched new legislation that last month that would slap businesses $10,000 per day for selling pot without a license, right? Well, they're making so much money that some of these businesses (laughs) – you can't make this up. Don't have bank accounts. They are all cash businesses in some accounts. So if you put a tax lien on the business, please tell me, how are you going to collect on that? If it's in an LLC and they just dissolve it and go away. And you mean to tell me out of all the lawyers on the city payroll, the state payroll, all these policy advisors and urban developers, no one thought of the aspect of illegal weed and how you're going to crack down so that the people that are selling and you're taxing so that they have a fair share, a fair way to sell their product. No one thought of this. This is why I told you folks this was a bad, dumb idea besides the health impact from day one. Not smart. Let's begin with the telephone calls. 800-848-WABC on this Monday morning. 800-848-9222. Michael in New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind, Michael? Yeah, I totally, absolutely agree with you that it's more the mayor's fault than it is the president, because he could have done basically as rotten as she was what Mayor Lightfoot did. Every time a bus pulled into their port authority, she had cops there waiting to meet the bus. And before the bus driver could open up the doors and let them out, they said, no, 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 don't open them up. Start the engine and get the hell out of our city. And to make sure they left, she had police cars following the bus to make sure they left. Now, I have a question for you. Sid in the morning keeps getting interviews with the mayor, and basically he's not really giving him tough questions. You constantly say that you're a tough interviewer. I mean, you know the mayor for 30 years. 
why not invite him to your show and tell him, look, as a friend, Mr. Mayor, you're doing a horrible, horrible job. The subway has never been worse. There's homeless people in damn near every car. You don't see a cop on the train. You don't see a cop on the platform. You go up to the mezzanine. There's eight cops standing around. Everything has is, is gone to crap. Why don't you stop it already? Stop. First of all, he's still letting the people come in from, from the illegals. And what is he going to do? Keep putting more and more of them into hotels? So instead of it costing $4.5 million a day, it'll cost 5 and 6 and 7 I mean, this is ridiculous. Maybe he's so stupid he doesn't realize what he's doing. He needs a friend of his to try to straighten him out. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Sometimes when someone is so dumb that they can't put two and two together, they need someone with a brain to say, idiot, imbecile, this isn't working. You've got to do better. Well, I, I hear you, Michael. Uh, two two points here. One, Sid, Sid does a good job uh, interviewing uh, Mayor Adams in the morning, and uh, that's, that's one. And two, uh, I interviewed him during the campaign, but, but once, once they are elected, uh, to be frank with you, officials run away from me because they know that I'm the real deal and I'm going to slice and dice them one step at a time. So when I say slice and dice, I mean – you're not, nothing's going to get past me. I'm going to catch everything. And so if you're the mayor of New York City, his people are not going to advise him to come on with me because it will be a serious, serious interview where where I will hold him accountable. But we'll, we'll see. Thank you for the call, Michael. We'll see what happens in the future uh, uh, with Mayor Adams, whether or not he comes on. And I will say this, though. Um, our our third, We've known each other personally for 35 years that would not play a role at all in the interview. He he knows that should he come on with me, I will treat him like a mayor that I do not know. Our our private conversations, I wouldn't reveal any of that in the course of a, a of an interview in front of him, but um but it, it would be a straight up and down uh, city Hall journalist talking to the mayor of New York City. So we'll we'll see what happens in the future. But again, I do believe that Sid does an excellent job uh, interviewing Mayor Adams when he uh, comes on during the highly rated morning show uh, here on WABC. Let's go to Mark in New Jersey. Good morning, Mark. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning again, Dom. First, I wanted to say... Uh, that it's, it's an honor to follow the great Michael. One of the things I appreciate you most about is uh, your uniqueness in putting sometimes like Michael and then let Teddy respond and advice back and forth. It's a great, unique uh, part of your show. What I wanted to say about the trans, and it's been brought up a lot about on these competitive athletes that are world-class of scholarship athletes in, in college, uh, and saying have separate classes for them. There's not enough of them at those high levels for them to compete just against themselves. That's the problem. Well, it is the problem, but it is my perspective. They should not be allowed to compete against biological women. What do you think, Mark? I totally agree. Uh, I mean, uh, and the left loves science when it uh, suits their 
their uh, agenda, such as climate change, which is not an exact science, but this is, you know, it, it's uh, it's science. It's um, undeniable, and yet they pretend it doesn't exist. It's very frustrating. It it is, and and imagine how the uh, the women athletes must feel. Mark, we appreciate your call. Thank you, and have a uh, a wonderful uh, week. Let's go to our friend Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, when this past caller said the great Michael, I'm constrained to uh, to follow that. I think he is very very good, and I want to pick up on something that he said. He mentioned I mentioned this as well, so maybe maybe I should say the great me too. I, I mentioned the, the seven. He's talked about the seven cops in the mezzanine. I've mentioned this before. The cops don't get down and dirty on the platform near the train on the train. They stay in the mezzanine. They're reactive, not proactive. The cops have become a force in tandem with the district attorney and the mayor to increase the crime rate in this city. And I'll okay, just say okay, something wait, else. Wait, 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 Larry, is, yes. is, that, is that really fair? I want you to think about that. That for is a very fair. Listen, Dominic, I see it all day. Larry, okay? Larry, Larry, wait, 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 Larry. I know that you know that they are on orders to stand down and they know that the Civilian Complaint Review Board is looking at everything, and they are given orders from their commanding officers not to do anything that's going to get them in trouble. So that's how could so, – wait, 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 wait. So then I can yeah. understand if you blame police management, but not the cop on the beat. They will be disciplined for taking action. Absolutely. Listen, I know it's not coming from the ragged file. It's coming from the commanders. So the rebellion is coming from up top in the police department. They're, what they're doing is they're, they're trying to use the, the, the citizens as pawns to fight the, to fight the government. They're, they're trying to say, like, okay, you don't want us to do a, a, a their jobs? Our jobs, we won't. And they're telling all the rank and file not to do their jobs properly, to really wreak havoc with this city. So that's going to change. Now, they are becoming an independent force because the politicians are so corrupt, Dominic, that they're allowing the police to become corrupt. Alvin Bragg would never be able to come into a city without a corrupt police force. And that's the truth. You need a corrupt police force to have a corrupt DA. Larry, sometimes I agree. Sometimes I agree with you, and sometimes I have no idea what you're talking about. How you make the, the, the... how you make the connection that in order to have a corrupt DA, you got to have a corrupt police? I'm not following you. I'll at tell all. you why. Because the police, the police could enforce the law as the legislature writes. No, they, no, they no, 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 no. Yes, they do. If a yes. district attorney says that they're not enforcing certain items, you better believe the police are not going to deal with that item because That's they know it's choice, a waste. But, they, but they're bound to the law. Choice. Wait, wait, Larry, you're acting like the police can operate like G.I. Joe and do whatever they want. And it's not just the police commanders. It's coming from the politicians, the mayors and the county executives that say stand down. Uh, Maybe it's coming from the mayor. So then you know what? Then we have to sort of uh, uh, undress. Eric Adams, take his take his little tutu off, okay? But but it's not. But in he, this case, he like he's powerless. But, but he's it, really but, giving but the no, cops. But he is power, Larry. He is powerless. 
What is he going to do with the bail system? The police can't go out there, like I said, like G.I. Joe, and just do whatever they want when the arrest won't stand up in court. They can't they do can. that. They can't. No, they won't. The they won't. They won't, Larry. I appreciate the call. And I, 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 I understand uh, your point, but you have to understand the police hands are tied. The Adams' hands are tied. The judges' hands are tied. There are two people that can change this, actually three. The governor, uh, Carl Hastings, and uh, and uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins. The It's now three people in a room. It used to be three men in a room. Now it's three people, a female governor and two African-Americans uh, with the power base in New York. Let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jimmy. What's on your mind? Good morning. I just put the radio on, and I just heard that last caller saying that the cops are corrupt. They don't want to do their job. I never heard the guy before. You said sometimes you agree, sometimes you disagree. From what I heard of him now, he sounds crazy. Cops are told. I see in the train, the cops were standing in the middle of the platform, right where the conductor would be when the train comes in. They're placed there for everybody to see them. It's not the cops' fault that they're not doing it in a better way. When I was younger, cops carried a stick. It was called the nightstick. It was like a heavy bat, right? And you could have two cops in a station, and how they communicated with each other, they would bang the stick on the ground. So they had a signal. Maybe one stick is one bang is help, two sticks might bury things or whatever. The cops stand together because one cop alone, he's in danger. You know what I mean? It's, the crime is that bad where cops could get mugged. I'm surprised police cars are not hijacked yet, but that could be what we're heading for. To blame the condition we're in now, you're, you're right the way you were describing it or, or, or you know, disagreeing with that caller. The cops are stationed where they're told. They don't have the leeway to do so much on their own now. It's a scary, absolutely scary situation where cops get attacked. Could you imagine a guy with a gun and a badge and is legally allowed to, to protect himself? They still get mugged and attacked. Imagine how scary it is for your middle-aged or elderly person coming home. I used to ride the subway late at night, and you see these elderly women coming home from cleaning jobs in the middle of the night, terrified. And when they walk into the train or I walk in, they would sit next to me. Anybody they thought might be somebody that they could hope would help them if they're in trouble. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mess. mean, Jimmy. I know exactly what you mean on that one. And to blame the cops for this mess is not fair. Cops want to do the job. I mean, I had tr- listen, as a kid, I had some trouble with cops. We used to open the water pump. They call it the fire hydrant. We called it water pump. We used to spray the water. When the cops come, we'd run. But we knew we did wrong. We never hated the cops for doing their job. Right. I mean, Jimmy, I, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. And, and to, to piggyback on your point, so kids are going to be kids, right? And so Jimmy's correct. You know, kids uh, play with the uh, the hydrant and the water. And when cars go by, they spray the cars, even though they're not supposed to. But but in these in these times, what they do is when the police come to to turn off the hydrant, which is what they're supposed to do at a fire department. Remember what happened in East Harlem? They doused the police officers in full uniform in water, and everybody in the community thinks it's just so funny. 
and the cops are left to leave with their head between their legs because if they do anything, here comes the live truck and and the, the allegation of racism live at 6. We'll have team coverage from the incident where the honor students were attacked by two police officers that all these kids were doing was trying to have a good time in the middle of summer. And some of them happened to throw water on the police officers, and this is how it escalated. That quickly travels down to one police plaza, which then travels to City Hall, which then means the mayor or the first deputy mayor is going to say, what happened? I'm being accused of racism. What the hell is going on? I told you no incidents. And remember, this didn't just happen overnight to the police. This goes back to getting rid of uh, stop and frisk. It goes back to getting rid of the street crimes unit. Remember, there was a time when when the criminals were on the ropes, okay? There was a time when they had to give their guns to their girlfriends because the, the admirable street crimes unit might roll on you and you don't have time to get rid of the gun. Four officers with their badges out would jump out of the car and boom, you're done if you had a gun. But oh no, we changed all that. We changed all that where the criminals were on the ropes. Now we have situations where female police officers are hitting the head with a bottle. So what happens next? And what happens when the officer turns around and sees it coming and opens fire? What happens then? Before I take a break, Dominic Carter here with you. I want to go to, uh, where? where's the call I wanted? Pat in Brooklyn. Good morning, Pat. What's on your mind? Uh, just a few things. Um uh i was thinking of um oh, and i'm i was listening to you well i'll just talk about the migrant cook because my daughter was dating one and he was living in her house and it was uh to me it was the most awful awful experience i ever had in my life here he came from i don't know if i should say the country's name venezuela where they're, they're mistreating the people left and right where the people are fleeing to the jungles of Colombia, and he's telling us how beautiful and wonderful the country is. I, I didn't understand the, the perspective of these people, these, these people that are like so-called fleeing from, uh, from bad countries. They don't badmouth them. I don't understand. The, and then another thing, too, he doesn't want to learn English. You wouldn't believe how they communicated. She, she it, it was ridiculous. It was some kind of a comedy scene. She could only talk English, and he could only talk Spanish. And, 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 and the, the end of the story was he didn't want to get a job, and she made him leave. But surprise, surprise, is, surprise. <laughs> so, so, surprise, Pat. Go ahead. The ideal, is, I've got to take a break. Go ahead, Pat. The ideal is... The idea is why why don't you talk about building up your country, going back? What's wrong with your country? Pat, Pat, I Pat, Pat, up. Pat I'm going to be honest with you, and then I got to take a break. Why would you badmouth your country when you're only here to get over and get free things? It's one big con. 
So why why would you badmouth your country? You come here. It will bring up some honesty in in your in your in your appeal to try to better yourself. Well, I came here. There's there's uh, guerrilla warfare going on, or there's uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, man. Hey, I, 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 hear, I hear you, Pat. I have to step in because I have to take a break. Unfortunately, and, and I, I hope for your daughter's situation that this all this all works out. But, um, you know, it, it's called get over 101. Right. Right. The kids would call it pimping. <laughs> and we're the ones being pimped by the migrants. And this, the budget in, of New York City, they are proposals to cut the budget. But again, Mayor Adams says Biden's migrant crisis has destroyed New York City. We'll be right back with your telephone calls from Suffolk to California to Brooklyn to Queens and Jericho. Talk Radio 77. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio 77 WABC. I have heard it all now, and this is why people hate politicians. Mayor Eric Adams says Biden's, Biden's migrant crisis has destroyed New York City. If that's not the definition of revisionist history, I don't know what is. This was Mayor Kumbaya welcoming all the migrants to New York. You have a home here. You're welcomed here. We won't turn you away here. And then they get here, and they keep coming, and they keep coming, and free, 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 and more free, free, free. And now our budget is being cut, and we're paying for them, period. And the mayor says that Biden's policy. So. He is correct because Biden should have shut down the border. He should have did a Donald Trump. That's one of the reasons why Trump was such an effective president for what he did at the border. And to be honest with you, you may say, Dominic, you're cruel. I supported Trump's policies of separating the families. No, you are not coming here for a free ride. Sorry. And so it was a one-two punch of failure. Biden letting folks come in, and then Eric Adams putting down the welcoming mat, and now he says, oh, no, 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 no. The city would have done great with the surplus, with the budget, if only Joe Biden didn't destroy New York City. It is is laughable. And I want you to hear this quote from the mayor. You cannot make this stuff up. 
quote unquote, if you remove the four point two billion dollars that have been dropped into my city. Here we go again with the my my city because of a mismanaged asylum seeker issue. You would have probably witnessed one of the greatest fiscal turnarounds in the history of New York. Really, Mr. Mayor, the latest figures from City Hall show that 34,800 asylum seekers are currently being housed in 104 emergency shelters and eight humanitarian emergency response and relief centers. More than 56,000 people, migrants, have filtered through the Big Apple within the last year. And, folks, you probably already know what my next comment is. Wait wait until six months, a year from now, we find out where all these contracts are going to deal with the, the migrant issue. And so now, now how convenient the mayor of New York City says, don't, don't look at me, look at Joe Biden. Let's continue with your uh, with your uh, telephone call, Joe in Jericho. Good morning. What's on your mind, Joe? First of all, Dominic, my friend, thank God you came home safe. Thank you. Also, thank you. you're welcome. Also, I'm going to hit you with a few things quick about all these subjects. As you said, as Curtis Wheeler said an hour or two ago, Eric Adams was there with the rolling out the red carpet. Everything's free. Everything's free. And yet, and yet, it came out that in the next 13 months, 13 months from now, Dom, it's going to cost $13 billion to cover illegal invaders of this country. They're not screening them for the polios popping up, tuberculosis. With God's grace, we beat these horrible things, and they're coming back because they're letting these people in, many of which are on the terrorist watch list. And the fentanyl's coming in, uh, laced, uh, fentanyl-laced uh, opiates, coming into Staten Island, making it South Shore Staten Island the drug capital of the world, and I'm not kidding, of the world. The bottom line is, after all is said and done, if the police years ago used to say, this could happen, this could be my wife, my mother, my 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 daughter, we're going to get the, the police grapevine, we're going to rouse these thugs, we're going to throw them out. Uh, up until a few years ago, they were dumping people in Newark. New York City Police Department taking them on unmarked uh, buses and dumping them in Newark. But let me tell you something quick. I was going to tell you this, but you're off Saturday, uh, Friday. I'm on my way to the VA hospital on the M15 bus in my wheelchair with my dog, and a guy's banging on the outside of the bus, and he's banging on the door, trying to get in, trying to force the door open. I said to the driver, don't let him in. I hoisted myself out of the wheelchair. I brought the dog over. He's 111 pounds. I put my wooden cane just inside the door, and I said, you're not getting in here. Go away. I called to the 13 other passengers in the back of the bus. Call 911. Not one of them. Not one of them called 911 or even backed me up. They all must have been related to Frank Morano. But the bottom line is, thank, then he started disrobing. He tried again. I said, you're not getting on the bus. Get away from the bus. And two cops came, and he argued with them, and they put him in cuffs. I hope that the judge, these judges can have them held a psychiatric evaluation. And that's how you can get around the uh, no bail thing. But the mm. bottom line is, I blame Hochul, I blame Child, I blame 
Al Bragg. I blame uh, 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 Adams. I blame them, and I do blame Harris and and uh, and Biden because he ho- opened the border up, and it's damn dangerous. And and they're coming to New York City, and again he welcomed them. And these thugs, Dom, they were in four hundred dollar a night four star hotels, Hotel Walton by Columbus Circle, Central Park South. And they would not give up their individual rooms that we're paying for, Dom, yes. for women and babies from their own country in the dead of, of winter. Of course not. Of course. Joe, Joe, I appreciate the call, and, and please stay safe. Of course they weren't giving up their rooms. They don't care. They don't care. Put the women and children out on the street as long as they had their nice little room suite to drink their Corona and have their hot plate. Where And, and remember, throwing away all the food. And then you have to ask yourself, right? I, I'm really not do, doing divide and conquer. But for Americans, why when we're down on our luck, we don't get the same type of treatment? We're told that we have to go stay in an armory with a million other people. God only knows what's going to happen to you in the middle of the night. But you're giving these migrants, some cases they're in a group setting, and other cases they're, they're in rooms. Why? Why? Who are they? Are, are, are they are they the vice president of the United States in waiting? I'm, it just defies logic except for political pandering. Jack in Baltimore. Good morning, Jack. What's on your mind? Hey, Dom. Great show. Listen to you all the time. Thanks Thank so you. much for Thank entertaining you. us. Thank you. <laughs> I want to ask you, did you see uh, the latest episode of uh, Blue Blood? I'm I'm a big fan of the show, uh, but I don't yeah. think I saw the last episode. You gotta see it. It puts the whole depiction there of all the illegals coming in off the bus. The mayor is for it. He's giving out sandwiches to them. Police commissioner is freaking out. You gotta see it. Just want to tell you and your listeners. Okay, watch that. One of the greatest episodes. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Okay, well, Jack, right. I, Jack, I look forward to it, and I I promise you, I will take a. Uh, a look at the episode, but but I'm the type of guy where I don't really see it on its regular network schedule. I'll see it, you know, when when I uh, when I turn on the TV and they're pushing the shows for you to look at, and so I'll look at it then. So like I I like to also watch uh, at three o'clock in the morning when I get home from here. I like to watch to about four a.m. the the show FBI, but I don't like the international FBI. I like the one where they're based out of New York City. So I'll, I'll watch that show because I find it to be uh, to be realistic. Let's go to Marianne in Queens. Good morning, Marianne. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, I'm listening to the show, and you have very, very, very good program today. Uh, there's two issues that are really uh, actually destroying in New York. One is uh, the killing and the tax on um, victimizing the citizens in the street. We don't see that in, not even in communist countries. I am so ashamed of what America is doing. And that I believe that the mayor and the governor, I think they find this, this law uh, that stopped the stop and frisk law, it was the politicians that we, we vote every single elections 
We need to know the list of those people that are destroying New York City. It's not only these two. They are supposed to be accountable for what is going on now. But people keep voting for them because they don't even know who they are. They just call because they are Hispanic, they are black, and they promise a lot of things. But it's always the same party. And it's the same thing all over all over the United States. Now, uh, the case of the immigrants, we have to realize that we have a sanctuary state. So anyone that runs for mayor and for governor, they know what they are getting into. No, I, 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 I disagree with that. I disagree with that, Marianne. I, I think that that's open to interpretation. How do you define a sanctuary city? And certainly Adams could have stalled by saying, I don't accept that definition, that they are entitled, meaning they, the migrants. I got to move on, Marianne, but I don't think that, that, that Adams, he could have fought that. And he should have turned those buses around, but, but he thought that he would look like a knight in shining armor or whatever the saying is by, um, by welcoming them here. And now he's doing a total turnaround. Biden, don't look at me. Biden's migrant crisis has destroyed New York City. No, Mr. Mayor, it's Biden and Adams' migrant crisis that has destroyed New York City. That is the situation. Not just Biden. You were you were uh, together with him, step in step. The president, remember. I'm the Biden of Brooklyn or the Biden of New York. Remember that? We're not hearing that anymore. You hear those crickets, folks? I hear them. I heard them all the way in uh, Oklahoma. I couldn't believe I almost drove off the road as I passed the casino every five miles. I almost drove off, off the road there. I didn't know Native Americans had so much political power, folks in terms of all the casinos that happen to be in the great state of Oklahoma. I've got to take a break. Uh, When we come back, we'll have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Plus, we'll go to New Jersey, Westwood, Brooklyn, California, and Suffolk. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Here we go again in Chicago. I cannot take it, folks. It is the, if there's a, a chink in my armor, if you will, as a journalist, as I've said before, it's when it involves little children. I can't cope with it. I can't deal with it. And I certainly can't deal with the little coffins. I have to stand outside the church. I just It just destroys me. So two teens are facing only misdemeanor charges of criminal trespassing in Chicago after crashing a stolen car, killing an infant in Chicago. Two teenage boys are facing only misdemeanor charges after they allegedly stole a car and crashed it into another vehicle, 
killing a six-month-old baby in Chicago. This happened last week. The boys, ages 17 and 14, and it's horrible. This happened, uh, according to Chicago police in Chicago, and they were driving in a stolen vehicle when they slammed into a Ford pickup truck, and uh, the six-month-old baby boy died in the hospital following uh, the crash. His mother and two sisters were also uh, injured, and the infant's skull was fractured in the crash, according to a GoFundMe page created for the family. And I am about to go back to your telephone calls, but I am so looking forward to this Friday night. I will be in Staten Island, and of course, April 28th starts the opening weekend for your Staten Island Ferry Hawks. And 77 WABC has your tickets. Join myself and other WABC hosts and the Ferry Hawks for opening night Friday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Catch the excitement of Ferry Hawks baseball. Go to WABCradio.com slash Ferry Hawks for your free pair of tickets. Let's go back to the telephone calls and another issue we're dealing with this morning, the marketing executive that was in charge of bringing in uh, uh transgender Miss Mulvaney has been, has taken a leave of absence. Bud Light Anheuser Busch is looking at a um a backlash that's not going away. And you see folks, when we when we start with all of this stuff as I said at the top of the show, it reaches a point where you don't know how to react or respond to any of this. So there's an ongoing feud between Caitlyn Jenner and uh, Miss Mulvaney. And uh, Caitlyn Jenner tweeted, uh, snapped in a tweet, uh, congratulations, congrats, you're trans with a penis. Now, how are the rest of us supposed to figure this out? How are we supposed to know what private parts a person has when today they're, they're he, him, but tomorrow they're she, her. Or God only knows what other pronouns they may be using. So you help me figure it out because they may, they may look like a, a gorgeous woman in front of me, but according to what Caitlyn Jenner just said, according to Caitlyn Jenner, Miss Mulvaney has a penis. Let's continue with the uh, telephone calls. Alex in California, good morning. What's on your mind, Alex? I thank you for taking my call. I have a suggestion for your listening audience to uh, fight illegal immigration. Before they go to a restaurant, make sure that the restaurant actually uses E-Verify. So out here in California, I located at least two restaurant chains that use E-Verify. One is Pizza My Heart, and the second one is Panda Express. And I think New York has Panda Express. Also, the corporate stores at McDonald's use E-Verify, but the McDonald's franchises do not. Right, but Alex, you know a manager is not going to reveal that information if you ask. No, that's not true. I, I called I called the manager. They'll just tell me. But I phrase it in this way. I say, I want to apply for a job at your at your restaurant. Am I subject? Will I be subjected to E-Verify? And they'll tell you. It's right. very simple. And you can also call the corporate office. Right, but they're also yeah. going to tell you yes when when they, the answer could be no. But but I but I hear you, Alex. I I hear you. It's it's an idea. It's it's an idea. And I do appreciate your call from uh California uh this morning. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? 
Good morning, Dominic. Actually, I think Frank would be interested in this in the room. Uh, concerning the marijuana issue, I just wanted to add, I read in today's New York Post, Governor Hochul and the state health department are soliciting a poll to ban the sale of tobacco products entirely in the state of New York. Um, this is a very bad message because uh, uh, it'll devastate small retailers that depend on tobacco sales. And okay, okay, but wait, Norman, but, but wait, 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 you Norman, want. Norman, you said it was a poll. So if it's a poll, that's not a factual news story. That's something that's, that solicits. Well, it, but that, it's on wait, page wait, wait, four of the New York but, Post. But, but that's something that solicits public opinion. That's not factual. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I realize that, Frank. I, I realize that, Dominic. Okay, but you said but, that. But, you, but, you know, listen to me. Me, as a cigar smoker, um, uh, anytime I read something like that, it, it just gets my hackles up because when I go outside, no, I, I, I smell marijuana I, all I, over the I, place. I hear you, Norman, but I'm just saying we need to be factual because I don't want people to get into a tizzy. And 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 what you're giving now is uh is not uh, uh it's not factual it's a subjective opinion on a poll. Okay. And so well, I, Mr. But, Richard Calder of of the New York Post wrote an article that's on page four. But so, I, but I promise uh, I, I was, promise I was you, reporting when I read. Okay, I promise you that I will take a look at it the moment that we're Thank done. You. Maybe 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 you're maybe you're accurate. I as always, Norman, I do appreciate. Uh, You're your, welcome, your telephone call. Let's go to Tony in New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. I just was going to take a break tonight, but when I heard someone criticizing the police, I just wanted to remind everyone that police can be in jeopardy and they could serve jail time for any errors that they may make, even honest errors, if you remember. There was that Minnesota policewoman um, who should be released very soon, and and it was and Kim it's always Potter, been it's always been soon. it's always been my contention that she, in, in any other political climate she would not have been convicted in a million years for that. But anyway, go ahead. So anyway, every time a policeman goes out there, if they do something wrong, they they can lose their job or. How about they can be sentenced to jail if everything she was she was doing her job, maybe not she didn't she didn't do everything perfectly, but she did the best she could, and she served seventeen sixteen months in jail, so the police are under strict orders not to do anything, and it's a very political environment, so it's- let's not confuse being told what to do and maybe even going to jail for it if you don't listen. Right. And, and Tony, I, I appreciate your call. I, I believe our friend Larry, I know our friend Larry means well, but you, you have to understand the politics that comes out of City Hall in any city in terms of running the police department. Police officers are not free to do whatever they want. From where they're stationed to how they interact to what they do, they are second-guessed, unfortunately, within the department numerous times a day. They have sergeants that tell them what to do, what not to do. They have lieutenants, captains, 
on duty watch commanders. It goes on and on and on. I will continue uh, in just a second. I'm going to go to Paulie and Westwood. But first, I want to bring in Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning Hello, to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So you and I are back. And Absolutely. Great we, to be back. Is we, that part of your contract? When I take <laughs> off, you have to take off? That kind of thing. It's like these pitchers that uh, they only will throw to certain catchers. I, 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 I like that. We're a good so, one-two punch. So, so you you can look to the ball pen and, Ex- and, exactly, and raise right, your left exactly. hand. And, it's like and, and, uh, Steve Carton right? and Tim. Right, and the announcer. I used to love going to the Yankee games, mm-hmm. right, and and the the music they would play based on the personality oh, yeah. of well, each uh, Yankee. Mariano Rivera and Ter Sandman, one of the right. best known theme songs in history. Right. That's and, my Jeter, right? Well. Number two, Jeter, right. Jeter. <laughs> exactly. You know, so they can say. Uh, you give me a number. Number one. Uh, well, they, they're all retired now, but uh, right, right, twenty-one. Right. On number here. twenty-one, Carter. Carter coming in from the ball from the ball pen. Bullpen. Yeah, bullpen, right. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to pull in. I'm going to throw one pitch. I like then, Okay, And yeah. then you're going to remove me from the game. <laughs> what, what do you have coming up, um, Frank? No guests today, uh, which I like doing once in a while because it gives me some chances to tell some fun stories and to take a lot of calls, which we're going to do for the next four hours. A bunch of interesting stories, even in the last 72 hours. You've been chronicling many of them. Uh, I'm going to, in one of my local commentaries, follow up on what you've been saying with this Eric Adams' uh, criticism of Joe Biden, but a lot of other stuff happening nationally, internationally, space-wise, Twitter-wise, no longer verified because I didn't pay for my blue check mark. You're not paying for that blue check mark, are you? What do you think? No, so let's be a package <laughs> deal on that as well. I'm not. I, I still don't understand. I mean, listen, maybe Mr. Musk, maybe, you know, if he's going to nickel and dime the service, maybe he shouldn't have purchased it. You, well, you know, I've noticed, though, is whether it's Elon Musk or uh, John Katzmatidis or uh, people, uh, Carlos Slim in Mexico, these guys are billionaires for a reason, right? Tom Golisano, if you could really become a self-made billionaire like these guys have, chances are you have a pretty good idea of what you're doing. So uh, we'll see. I hope it works good out point. for him. We'll see. Good point. Let's go to get, together to Paulie and Westwood. Paulie, we're short on time. Go right ahead. Dominic, how are you? First time I called you. I'm usually talking to Curtis. Well, thank you. <laughs> Please go right ahead. We got 30 seconds. Right. No, 24 hours a day, Curtis is on the air. But okay, Paulie, we got know, 20 seconds nine, now. Right, you got to get to the point. Nine, right, 9-11, we hired Homeland Security and ICE. What do those officers do now that they're not allowed to do anything? ICE is not allowed to pick up illegal aliens. No, they, they are. They are picking. I, I got to go poorly. But thank you. I appreciate you calling. ICE is out there enforcing the law. But it takes. Uh, it's going to take 10 years to get appointments uh, before ICE for these uh, migrants. Folks, you want to keep it right here. Frank Marano is going to keep me up all night as I listen to him. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. But first, we have news headlines with Alex Barnard. 